Welcome to Stock Stories, Episode 77. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Stock Stories Podcast. My name is Alex and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've got another great episode for you here today. Uh, If you're new to the Stock Stories Podcast, this is the podcast dedicated to helping you, the individual investor, make better investing decisions. And we do that by looking at case studies of real companies, as well as studying mental models. And one of the primary goals of this show is what we're going to do is go through literally every single one of the S&P 500 companies and stocks. That's a lot to go through, but I think it's a really great exercise, right? Because It gives us a really broad understanding of so many different business models and so many different investments that are out there available to you and me right there in the public markets right now. So, so far we've gone over literally over 40 companies and we're just getting started. There are so many companies left to discover and learn more about. And lately, we've been talking about the OTAs, so the online travel agencies. We've talked about Expedia. We've talked about booking holdings. And today, we're going to talk about a third big player in the space. Let's go ahead and talk about TripAdvisor. All right, TripAdvisor is ticker symbol T-R-I-P, Trip. TripAdvisor is a review site. In fact, it is probably the biggest travel review site that's out there. And basically, people go on this website to review different hotels or other travel experiences that they've had and, yeah, basically just review them and provide insight as to how the experience was. It's immensely popular. It's been around for over a decade or a couple decades now. And and their business model is basically to redirect user traffic to other websites where people actually book and pay for these excursions, hotels, and travel experiences. TripAdvisor was founded back in the year 2000, and it started out just as a travel review site, but they mainly used quote-unquote official sources. Uh, They didn't have the user reviews when they first started, and it was founded by Stephen Kaufer, Langley Steiner, Nick Shani, and Thomas Palka. And their idea was just to create a better experience for people traveling. 
and using the internet to do so. But what they found out was when they experimented with this write your own review feature and added that to the site in addition to these quote unquote official review sources, the write your own review feature became immensely popular. People really wanted to share their own opinion on how their travel experience was. And so this became the root of the business. It became the root of the website. Now, I won't go into deeper into how the business model works just because I've covered that already in uh, some of the past episodes, like episode 75, 74. So go back to booking holdings, especially. I think that was episode 74 at this point. If you want to learn more about the business model of how online travel agencies work. Now, TripAdvisor is a little bit different in that they don't directly work as much with the hotels and excursions and et cetera. So they don't have as much of a direct flow of money there. They're mainly making money off of advertisements and commissions from redirecting traffic to these websites, such as Expedia, such as Booking Holdings and all of their online properties. So that's really how they make money. Now, they were purchased by Interactive Corp. in 2004, and they kind of merged with Expedia. Remember, Expedia was also bought by Interactive Corp. So they were both spun off in 2005. So Expedia and TripAdvisor were part of the same company. And then the business grew with reviews all over the United States and then internationally, and TripAdvisor also started having reviews in China as well, starting in 2009. So it was a growing business as far as reviews were going, and that scaled up the revenue, which scaled up the profits as well. In 2011, Expedia decided to spin off TripAdvisor into its own company. So they split off. If you recall from the Expedia episode, Expedia is really good about actually having people book hotels and book their flights and book their vacation packages. Whereas TripAdvisor focuses more so on the user experience, the reviews, how people felt about it, that kind of a thing. By 2012, TripAdvisor claims that they became the world's largest social travel website with over 280 million monthly unique visitors. That's a lot of people. So there are a lot of people using this service even today. Now, like other online travel agency businesses, they have a long list of acquisitions over the years. It seems to be that in this industry, in order to stay alive, you have to just make acquisitions as a matter of course, just because there are always new ideas for startup online travel agency type of businesses coming up and they can grow very quickly if they catch on. So a lot of these larger companies, they want to buy them outright in their early stages just as a way of staving off the competition and keeping the market share to themselves. And that's what I've kind of observed studying all of these online travel agency companies. So as far as where the company is today, remember how they had 280 million monthly unique visitors in 2012? Well, now 
they have over 490 million monthly unique visitors during their peak seasons. So seven years later in 2019, they have nearly double the amount of monthly traffic, which is really great. Um, And they have over 730 million reviews and opinions of different experiences and properties on their website. That's a massive amount of content. It's a lot of user-generated data. So there's definitely an asset here that's pretty powerful. People trust TripAdvisor's ratings and they want to go back to them again and again. And I can think back to my own vacation experiences with my family. I remember going to one resort and as my wife and I were leaving, the hotel staff encouraged us very strongly to please go on TripAdvisor and review them because that was a strong, strong helper in their business. And I used TripAdvisor actually for that same trip before even going just to verify that the place we were going was of the quality that we expected. And it ended up being pretty accurate, all of the things that people said. So it kind of had this positive reinforcement in my own mind of, okay, this website is trustworthy. There's a lot of reviews for these places and the descriptions are pretty accurate. People tend to share a lot of information on this website. I'm going to return here again. So no doubt in my own life, I'll probably use TripAdvisor again. But here's the problem. I haven't paid TripAdvisor any money for using their service and not even indirectly, really. Sure, I was exposed to their advertisements on their website, but I didn't use any of their affiliate links to get redirected to other websites. All I really did was open a new tab in my browser because we already had the specific property in mind that we were going to stay at. So we just went directly to that brand's website and just booked directly through them. So there's nothing really to stop a consumer from doing that like I did in this case. And that's kind of the weakness in this business model. It's not like Expedia or like Booking Holdings where there's a lot of actual bookings you can make on that website and they're just kind of commissioned. It's TripAdvisor. It's truly centered around the ratings and that business model is okay, but you're really heavily relying upon advertising and flowing traffic to other sites, which may or may not happen. So they make money from their ads And they have these revenue sharing agreements with online travel agencies. So TripAdvisor's business is split into two parts. They have the hotel side of the business and then they have the non-hotel side of the business. The non-hotel side of the business in turn has its own subcomponents. They have experiences, restaurants, and rentals. So you can review or look at reviews of all of these different things. As far as where the revenue comes from with TripAdvisor's business, it is mostly from the hotel side, although that has been shifting over the years. Back in 2016, it was an 80-20 split between hotel revenue and non-hotel revenue. Whereas in 2018, last year, that had started shifting to a 72-28 split. So things are shifting a little bit there, which... I don't know if that's a good thing. Probably is a good thing just because 
uh, of diversification of different types of revenue streams, or maybe it's just an indicator of the overall shift in people's travel planning. I'm, I'm not really sure what to take from that data, but nonetheless, it is interesting to learn. Now, it's kind of weird because TripAdvisor partners with, but they also compete with Booking Holdings and Expedia Group. They flow traffic to them and make the bulk of their money from those agreements. But at the same time, we learn from the Booking Holdings and Expedia episodes that they are that they aggressively market and promote their own website and have their own their own system for getting people to buy hotels and other experiences. So who are you going to choose as the consumer? Are you going to go straight to Booking Holdings? Are you going to go straight to Expedia? Are you going to go to TripAdvisor and click their links? Who knows, right? I mean, the internet is such a fluid and dynamic place that is always changing and people are very fickle. You know, we may go to one website one day, but if they don't upgrade their website every couple of years and it looks bad, then we may just start going to another website that's modern and sleek and well-functioning. So it's, it's really hard to kind of see TripAdvisor in my eyes as a really strong long-term business just because things are so fluid on the internet anyway. And just based on my own personal experience, I'm not sure what competitive advantages TripAdvisor really has other than that big store of data. In fact, I'm a little surprised that they ended up getting spun off by Expedia in the first place. I'm not sure why that Expedia didn't just keep this company as a subsidiary, considering that, I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to have to deal with them operationally. But nonetheless, they are their own company. One important thing to note about the ownership of this company, there's a company called Liberty Media, and they effectively own 22% of the common stock and 57% of the voting rights of the stock. And the reason for that difference, just to recap, is there are it's a dual share class structure. So the class A shares are the common shares, those shares that people like you and me buy on the exchanges. And then there's class B shares, which are voting shares. They basically have, usually they have five times or 10 times the voting power of a class A share. And so what corporations will do is if they want to go public, but they still want someone to control the company, they'll allow the people who they want to control the company to own the other share class, which has the super voting rights. So that's why uh, there's that difference there in percentages. But basically, Liberty Media effectively owns the right to change TripAdvisor. Um, so keep that in mind as potential shareholder in whatever company you buy. <laughs> if your company is basically being controlled by another company, it might be interesting to look at that company in turn. Another opportunity for further research. All right, as far as the financials of TripAdvisor, they're doing all right. In 2014 to 2018, their numbers look okay in some respects, but not okay in others. So for all of these numbers, all this data, we'll be comparing the year 2014 to the latest year's data, 2018. So in 2014, TripAdvisor had just over $1.2 billion in revenue, 
And in 2018, that grew to $1.6 billion in revenue. So slight increase. As far as income, they made a little over $200 million in 2014. And last year, they made just over $100 million in profit. So yeah, their profit fell in half. Not great. What about earnings per share, though? Earnings per share went from about $1.50 in 2014 to just over $0.80 cents a share in 2018. So their income has fallen, earnings per share has fallen, but revenue went up. So what happened? We'll find out in a second. One thing is that TripAdvisor does not pay a dividend and their share count has been virtually unchanged over the years. So we don't need to factor those two things into our analysis at all because they're just not a factor at all. As far as the balance sheet, they went from $600 million in cash to $675 million in cash, virtually unchanged. Their assets basically unchanged at about $2 billion. One thing that they have done that's a positive thing is they had a few hundred million dollars in, te- in debt a few years ago, but now they have eliminated that completely. So they are a debt-free company, and their liabilities overall went from about $800 million to about $700 million. So nothing too crazy here. Looking at the cash flow statement, operating cash flow, again, not that exciting. About $400 million and was virtually unchanged over over these last several years. They're investing cash. Mm, Again, nothing to write home about. A few hundred million spent there, here and there over the years, mainly through acquisitions and purchasing some securities, just typical corporate stuff. For financing cash, they've gone from about $40 million to over $300 million being used in financing cash. And that's mostly gone to paying off old debt, and there's been minimal share buybacks as well. So this is a company that had decent growth in the early 2010s, but it's a quickly stagnating business, in my opinion. It's highly dependent on the larger online travel agencies for their revenue. And they're just, they don't have that much of a competitive moat. They have built this wonderful asset of user-generated content. But as far as monetizing that base of data, they haven't really been that great at doing that lately. And I don't really see that trend changing unless the business model changes fundamentally. Like if TripAdvisor all of a sudden just started going directly to the travel partners and changing their model to commissions or I'm not sure, but the way I look at it, they need to radically change their business model if they're going to be viable in the next decade. Uh, This is a business that just hasn't really seen much growth and I don't think really will turn around, um, especially in the online space. I mean, that's a brutal brutal place to be if you're a business that isn't constantly innovating it's it's a tech company right so you have to be aware that everyone's always going to try to steal your market share because the margins are just too good Um, so yeah right now TripAdvisor is trading around 41 dollars a share and like i said they're earning about 80 cents a share in earnings so that's pretty high price earnings ratio but one thing I like to look at is I always like to look at valuation because even though TripAdvisor is not that exciting as far as its numbers go and there are a lot of risks to it, 
If it was trading cheaply enough, it still might be an excellent investment. So always keep that in mind. Depends on your personal investing style and personality at that point. Like some investors, they're going to want to only stick to really high quality companies. Some investors may be okay with taking a lower quality company that's just trading at a super cheap price. So just know yourself and know what kind of investor you want to be or that you are, and that'll help guide your decisions. But in this case, we definitely don't have that situation where TripAdvisor is trading cheaply. It's not really trading cheaply enough, in my opinion. So $41 a share, it just doesn't seem that great, even relative to recent earnings. So the growth is unreliable at the end of the day. And a lot of times in the stock market, people pay for certainty and are willing to give a huge discount for uncertainty. But in this case, there isn't really that much of a discount for uncertainty. So I'm not really sure if the risk premium is worth it at all. So I'm not even going to spend any more time <laughs> talking about this company, to be honest with you. It's just not not that great. It doesn't speak to me that much through the numbers or through the story that we've been sharing together today. So right now, I would say TripAdvisor is just not an attractive company. Again, all these opinions are my personal opinions. I'm not advising you to buy or not buy any securities at all. That's your own decision and your own responsibility. Uh, but yeah, I just, I'm not that excited about it. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to Stock Stories. I enjoy making these episodes for you and I enjoy hearing from you too and seeing what you guys think about each episode and about each company. So if you want to interact with me, the best ways to do that are through Instagram at stockstories1, that's stockstories, the number one, as well as email, alex at stockstoriespodcast.com. And if you want to help out the show in any way, the best way for you to help me right now is simply to share this podcast with a friend. Share this podcast with someone who you think would enjoy listening to the content, maybe the mental models or maybe the different types of companies that we cover here on this podcast. That's at this phase is still the best way that you can help me grow this show and it helps me create even better content when you do that. So thank you so much for listening. Again, my name is Alex. This has been the Stock Stories Podcast and we will see you next week. All right, bye. presented here on stock stories is for informational educational and entertainment purposes only you and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions please consult an appropriate tax legal or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances